Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, hour three. It's the herd. Wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your day. So I'm not getting a haircut. I told you that. And I did testosterone on Monday. What's happening to me? Midlife crisis? You listen to a lot of Joe Rogan or something? Huh. Okay. I'm not buying a new car. Getting I don't a have tattoo? a mistress. Huh? Tattoo? No, I don't have a mistress. I don't have a, I don't need a, I'm not buying a sports car. Are you going to any music festivals coming up? Nope. Something's happening. I don't know what's going on. Well, I, I think a lot of it, I was influenced. First of all, my naps were too long. And so I just called a buddy and said, you know, that knows this kind of stuff. So that was just listening to a friend. And then the haircut thing, I was uh, uh, influenced by Nick Wright seemed to be so tanned and having fun with his long hair that I thought, I'm going to let mine grow a little bit. It doesn't look great, but you know, you got to... But yours or Nick's? Oh, his looks great. I mean, he looks like he's out there. He looks like a, a bon vivant from Paris, a detective who also does talk radio. He looks right... He, in a his, detective? Who does talk radio. Yeah. He's got a tan, and it's it's uh, it's got uh, you could put a cigarette it's, in his hand, and he would be solving cases in Dusseldorf. I, I was, he looks very I, I'm European. I'm not as close with him as you. I don't the the facial hair he at the li- bottom is. I don't know. I don't now know. you are very uh, contemporary, but you you are more conservative in nature with your hair. Haircuts oh, say you, a lot. I'm a conservative. Is that what well? You're no, saying? I'm saying haircuts <laughs> say a lot, and your haircut is. Uh, I you, just got a trim today for the Taylor Swift you're concert. You're all business. Vacation next week. Yeah. You got it cut for the Taylor Swift. Well, concert. you know, listen. This is a big deal. Okay. So it's vacation next week, obviously. So Joel Klatt's running late. Shocker. Yeah. What's new? When you live down in San Diego, maybe live close to the building. You know. I thought he was OC. He's San Diego. Uh, he Ike he could live. Honestly, he may live in Phoenix. You know, he's got his own schedule. He does like six games a year. He's out there in the you know in the King's Castle. The definition of living the dream: six games a year, maybe seven tops. 
All right, there's some juicy video circulating of Trayvon Diggs, a DB, chirping at Dak Prescott during practice right in his face. I got to tell you, I don't love the optics of Diggs getting in Dak's face. Oh, interesting. Shut your blank blank up. Right in his face. Looked him right in the eye and leaned in to Dak. Trayvon Diggs, shut your B.A. up. I don't think players would say that to Patrick Mahomes. Nobody ever said that to Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Elway. You think a Bengal would do that to Joe Burrow? I don't know. But I'm sure it's no big deal. People say they love Dak. Maybe they do. But do they respect him? Seven years. On average, top 5-0 line. Two offensive coaches. Massive marketing. Lot of money. Great weapons. Not good ones. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke, Tony Pollard, Des Bryant. Two playoff wins, and Zeke was the star of one of them. Players Seema Holmes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, There's a wow factor. Jalen Hurts, second year as a starter. Whoa, that guy may be the best player in the league after Mahomes. Whoa. I don't see an eagle getting in the face of Jalen Hurts and saying that. I don't. When Draymond Green got in the face of Kevin Durant, there was some truth in what he said. We won before you. We'll win after you. Draymond was right in both cases. Deep down, Draymond can can like, love KD. But what you say in anger, those little microbursts, I mean, Jordan Poole and Draymond got along great a lot of times. It was out one or two seconds he crossed a line. What happened? I don't know. Shut your B.A. up. (laughs) I just, now maybe it's a Diggs thing. Stephon Diggs trash-talking his quarterback. Trayvon Diggs trash-talking his quarterback. I don't know, folks. I don't see any Bengal walk. I don't see Sam Hubbard walking up to Joe Burrow and doing that. I don't see Chris Jones walking up to Mahomes doing that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't see any Ram doing it to Matt Stafford. I'm sure it's no big deal. just Just a few words here and there. Everybody tells me they love Dak. Do they respect him? You think an eagle would say that to Jalen Hurts, turn around, lean in? Oh, no. Well, I I don't want to go too far on this. All right, so the Jets and the Browns play tonight. Uh, Yeah, I'll watch it. Shockingly, (laughs) it'll get a great TV rating. It's just unbelievable to me. None none of the starters will play. Uh, But my number one concern, the only thing I really care about, is 25 snaps. That's reportedly what left tackle, right tackle, absolute bust so far, Makai Becton's getting. Aaron Rodgers is 39. I looked it up this morning. He's been sacked 530 times and hit 1,000. He's over it. He's never had a bad offensive line. This is the first, potentially. So Dwayne Brown's 38, had a great career at left tackle, but he's 38. 38-year-old left tackles aren't going to give you 17 games. Makai Becton at one point will have to play left tackle for some games this year. Health and weight issues, he's a bust. I like Joe Douglas. 
But watch out when you're a bust at quarterback, Zach Wilson, and a bust at left tackle. You can hit on a lot of corners and wide receivers. You got to get left tackle and quarterback right, or you're playing catch up for years. That's why they're going to spend $100 million next year on Aaron Rodgers, because Zach Wilson's a bust. It's why they may have to spend a fortune on a left tackle. Oh, wait, they can't because of Aaron's salary. They can't go spend a fortune on left tackle. Makai Becton's got to be able to play next year. Somebody has to. Interior O-line, Elijah Vera Tucker, I like him. They're fine there, or at least okay. But last year, PFF had the Jets O-line at 31st, and they're not better at tackle. And Makai Becton, to this point, is a bust. So that's all I'm watching. He's getting 25 snaps tonight. And you start looking at the AFC. And we always talk about the AFC, how great the quarterbacks are, because they are. But let me name some of the edge rushers in the AFC. T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, Vaughn Miller, Matt Judon, Bradley Chubb. I'll stop there. There's plenty more. The AFC is quarterbacks and edge rushers. And Aaron Rodgers, remember, has had two collarbone injuries, both Bears and Vikings, when he left the pocket. Aaron Rodgers, seven straight years in declining yards per game rushing. He didn't want to get out of the pocket. He didn't want to get hit. If you go to the end of Manning and Brady's careers, they just fall down. <laughs> they didn't want to get hit. And I'm not saying Aaron was ever a huge runaround guy, but he is now, last two years, you have seen a fall off. We've talked about this, Jay Mack and I have on the show. He doesn't get out of the pocket. Aaron doesn't want to get hit. He'll throw it away. I totally get it. He's 39 years old, two collarbone surgeries. He's been sacked 530 times. He's been hit 1,000. He has no interest with a bad offensive line. So that's really what I care about with the Jets. I like their defensive front. I like their corners, good young safety. I think they're good at running back. They don't need Dalvin Cook. Garrett Wilson, I think, could be a star. I would prefer they be better at tight end and had one more high-end wide receiver. But they're really a good football team. Cross your fingers with a defensive head coach in an offensive era, and I don't know what to make of them at tackle. Because Dwayne Brown's not giving you 17 starts. So Becton's going to have to move over, or somebody is. And you got to remember, Aaron Rodgers at 39 has had David Bakhtiari. He's had very good O-lines. The Patriots and the Packers, I don't know what it is over the last 15 years, rarely draft like a tackle in the first round, and yet they've always got good ones. The Patriots and the Packers do a great job. Some of it's Dante Scarnecchia, the New England coach that retired, the O-line coach. The Packers do a great job. First of all, the Packers never bust on their first pick. Say what you want about Jordan Love. He'd be the first in forever. They don't bust on first-round picks, and they don't miss very often on second, third, and fourth, and fifth round, offensive line picks. The Jets whiffed at quarterback. That's why they had to pay for Aaron and left tackle. So far, Makai Becton. That's why Dwayne Brown has to give them a lot of starts. And he's not giving them 17. So that's all I care about tonight. I'm going to watch that. Nothing else matters to me. He's getting 25 snaps. Cross your fingers. He'll have to play some left tackle this year. They've moved him to right. They're trying to salvage it, get anything they can out of him. There you go. I, I will throw this at you, J-Mac. It's interesting. So, Zach Wilson's not a franchise quarterback. Temperament, size, style. And he's got too big of a profile and I think too big of an ego to be a backup. So, to me, I really do think 
to get something out of him. Because Becton at this point's a miss and Zach's a miss. And they've had a lot of hits. Last year, they got a corner and a receiver in the first round. Both look great. But in back-to-back years for Joe Douglas, whiff at left tackle, whiff at quarterback first round. By the way, the second round picks have not been great either. Elijah Moore's already gone. And uh, the wide receiver Mims. bust. Yeah. So they've had first and second round busts. So what you can do then is salvage it. Can Mekhi Becton be a right tackle? It's not what you drafted him for, but you salvage it. I think Zach Wilson's an interesting piece. Can you salvage it? He's not going to be a backup with his personality. I don't know if he's a franchise guy, but Aaron shouldn't take any snaps in the preseason. I would really make a point. I want to see a lot of quality Zach Wilson in the preseason because I think you could get to the trade deadline and if somebody's going sideways and they like their – because he's got talent. If somebody is good but loses a quarterback, maybe Raiders get off to a decent start. Zach Wilson, get your fifth, sixth-round pick, salvage him. Because I think with Becton and Zach, you're in the salvage. You can say all you want to the press. You're salvaging, though. Becton's not going to be an elite left tackle. Andrew Thomas, Giants, home run. Took him year two, home run, next 10 years. Becton has no chance to be that. So you're salvaging him. Can he be a right tackle and a left tackle swing fill-in? Zach Wilson preseason me is fascinating. You're a Jets fan. What if they, a lot of snaps, looks decent. Would you move him at the deadline for a fifth? I, I don't hate that idea, but I do wonder. So Zach Wilson, you think salvageable. But no, I think he's movable. He's, I, he's not going to ever be elsewhere, a – he'll elsewhere. never be the Jets' starting quarterback. Right, I would agree. But if you're out there and you see Zach Wilson, would you rather kick the tires on Trey Lance and San Fran? Zach. Or Zach Wilson? Well, I don't worry about Zach's throwing motion and his arm strength. So I would probably roll the dice. He's a little small. Uh, I think he lacks self-awareness. He's a little loose. But I don't want to have to teach you how to throw. Yeah. I don't want to go there. That's fair. So I, I think Zach Wilson's fascinating. It's okay to admit this. Elijah Moore is a miss. Becton, I think, is salvageable. I'll just say this. His agent is telling him, hey, man, this is a contract year. I don't care how much pain you're in. You've got to play through it. You've got to show out, or you're not getting a second contract anywhere. No, nobody's going to want you. This is your year, Becton. They put you at right tackle. you got to shine. you got to be a good soldier. This is a year for him to get paid. He's going to be the best he can be this season. We know that. He has to be. That's his future in the league. But I do want to drill down on something you said, Colin. It, and it's, it might spook some Jets fans, okay? This is reality. You know I'm a fan, yeah. but I'm also a realist. Yeah. So last year, the season opener, Bills-Rams. Do you remember what happened to Matt Stafford in that game? I he don't. was sacked seven times by Von Miller and company. He was hit 16 times. It set the tone for the season. Yeah. The Rams don't have an offensive line. So the next few weeks, they play San Fran twice, Dallas, Tampa, and they obliterated the Rams' offensive line. Stafford was dead by midseason. That scenario could very well play out with the New York Jets. They, after week one with the Bills, they go to Dallas and Micah Parsons. If the Jets' offensive line cannot hold up against Buffalo in week one, Dan Quinn's defensive line is going to kill him in week two. Oh, that's and the now best. the Jets are staring at 0-2, and you're like, oh my gosh, is Rodgers yeah. going to make it through the season? But, this is a nuclear scenario, but a real one. No, the first two weeks, Buffalo and Dallas are really good up front. This is the best Dallas defense in forever. This is, and, and by the way, Micah Parsons has put on weight. Now, he is an edge rusher. He, defensive player of the year, like, put some money on him. He's probably got a chance. Yeah, so, no, that, that tonight, I'm watching Becton. If Becton could give me 25 starts, no sacks, and looks good, it's like, okay, I got Dwayne for a year at left. 
You're not going to play every game. I got Becton at right, and Becton can fill in. I'm guessing they're not going to face Miles Garrett in no, the first team. No, no, no. Tonight, but, but I just want to see competence. I want to see the baseline level. If he of gets dinged up in the Hall of Fame game, you're like, folks, we got an issue. Green Bay does not miss on first round picks. We don't know about Jordan Love. Go, well, I went back a decade. They've missed on one or two seconds, but Green Bay's always gotten the first couple right. And they develop O-lines. I don't know what it is in the water, but they do a great job with O-lines. And it's third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round guys. So Aaron's had the comfort of offensive coaches in Green Bay. Now he's got a defensive coach and really good protection in Green Bay. And now this AFC is not just quarterbacks. It is a conference of edge rushers. Very interesting. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director Wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. So I was thinking about this. Remember when Tiger Woods left? Tiger Woods' brand was significantly bigger than actually the PGA's. And you say that's crazy. When Tiger left the PGA, they lost over half of their ratings. So Tiger's brand in its prime could move 
television ratings much greater, more than half of the PGA ratings. Even for major events, Tiger was a significant portion of the ratings. Even a a, a Masters, if he was going to win it, the, the numbers popped. So, and we've always known in the NBA that Michael Jordan's brand was about half the NBA. When he left, they lost 50% of their ratings. I was emailing Mark Cuban once on this, is that very few players, Steph Curry, LeBron James, really moved the needle, like moved the ratings needle. As great as Giannis and Jokic are, they don't move the needle. As great as Duncan was, he didn't move the needle. Shaq did. Kobe did. MJ did. Bird did. Magic did. Steph Curry does. Very few. We also know in soccer, look at Messi, what he's doing with the MLS. Messi's brand is bigger than the MLS. <clears throat> the NFL has always been sort of the shield, right? Like the NBA was about the player. Baseball's about the pitcher. You know, uh, whoever's pitching that night, that's your game. Football was always corporate. It's conservative. It's the shield. I would argue today, looking at these jersey sales, the four biggest brands in the NFL are Dallas. Number one, they have three players in the top ten. They have a linebacker in the top ten jersey sales and a wide receiver and kind of a B quarterback. Secondly, the Steelers. The Steelers have a rush end in the top ten, and Kenny Pickett's 13th. Steelers have the second biggest brand, a lot of championships. I would say Green Bay, Jordan Love is 18th, hasn't taken a a, a snap as like the franchise guy yet. That tells you Dallas, Steelers, Green Bay, one, two, three. I would argue the fourth biggest brand in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. That he'll move, he can move endorsements, he can move merchandise, he can move jersey sales more than any fourth team. More than the Giants, more than the Bears, more than the Niners. The Niners' biggest jersey seller is George Kittle at 26. That's how, Now, that's never been the case in the NFL. It's been a brand league forever. Basketball, 70s, 80s, David Stern took over. It became about the, the name on the back of the jersey just as much if you were a star as the name on the front of the jersey. International soccer been the case. We've seen it. I mean, you know, Roger Federer in his prime was moving more merchandise than, you know, tennis as a whole. The tennis, very star-driven. Golf with Tiger, very star-driven. I think Mahomes is that big. I really do. Uh, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Everybody loves the Detroit Lions this year. One of the most bet teams to win their conf- uh, division. And uh, head coach Dan Campbell is fired up about their offense. Love what he saw from Jared Goff and thinks there's been even more growth in his quarterback farther along with the details um, of what we do. There's a number of things that we were implementing last year that it was the first time we had done it together. It's now how fast can we we grow now that we're at the second level. But I think that's what, you know, there's a number of things where, okay, man, we, we are so far beyond where we were because of communication and guys being on the same page. And I think that's where golf has really grown for us too, is uh, year two in this system. So that's what excites me. Very exciting. And, uh, Dan, are you going to field any questions about your defense? Bottom five unit last year. Well, they've drafted and acquired uh, corners. I, mean, I like I liked some of the players, but like they couldn't stop anyone last no, they're year. No, they're bad. Other than Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, basically. You know, Aaron Rodgers played poorly against them twice. Um, but the Lions just hemorrhage points all season. Like, I don't know. You, you said something yesterday about the Vikings. 
And I'm starting to wonder if maybe the Vikings are the team to win the division. After we post, like, Well, you know, they our- certainly have a greater recent history. Minnesota Vikings, for almost my entire life, have been good. They've really been the Dallas Cowboys without the Super Bowls. But, I mean, I grew up with Chuck Foreman and Fran Tarkenton and Bud Grant. They were, uh, Ahmad Rashad, they were fantastic in the 70s. Are those seven? Okay. Now, some of us out there were, were bailing hay in the 70s, making stuff happen. You, you were bailing hay in the I was making sure. stuff happen. You were out sure, there sure. taking naps. I was in the womb. <laughs> okay. So, in the 70s, they were good. And then there was the Randy Moss, Dante Culpepper, Chris Carter years. Very good. And there's the Chris Kirk Cousins years. Very good. Minnesota just doesn't have the ring. Like, Buffalo's been great or irrelevant. Can you do Detroit now? Detroit's been awful forever. So my point being is, who would I trust? I got a great stadium revenue, owner, generally draft well. I love their coach. I mean, it's everybody now is selling this stock. On Minnesota, and it's like they've been well run for my entire life. Well, I'm hammering the Rams a lot, uh, you, much yeah, to your chagrin. Um, the Rams defense, you put it right next to the Vikings defense and go look at the players. They're both very, very weak. Well, not a lot of talent on both. The Both have a really good one's got Aaron Donald, one's got Hunter, so they both have a good player in their front five. Yeah, one out of 11. Congrats. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, story. Travis Etienne had a great year behind Trevor Lawrence last year. I didn't realize this. 1,125 yards, scored five touchdowns, included five games over 100 yards. He I, did kill me with fumbles last year. You know what, brutal. though? I liked him out of college. Everybody banged on Urban Meyer for drafting him. I'm well, like, first round. I don't know. I thought he was a – he can catch. He like he can do it all. He can. He's good. Uh, Doug Peterson is hoping in year three, ETN takes it to a whole nother level. You just don't hand the guy a ball and, and let him go let him go run. I mean, sometimes that happens, but – but uh, you know, there's there's that skill and ability to anticipate a hole. You know, we always talk about you know speed to or speed through the hole, not to the hole type thing. And um, he's really embraced that this this training camp, and and um, that to me is the next step for him. And that 11, 12, 13, now the yards start creeping up, and maybe he's pushing 16, 1700 yards as a rusher. He's a good player. Good player. Going to pop. Hey, top five? Top five running back? No. Well, Could he be a top five? He's he's good. He's a good player. He, I like him a lot. He's good, but... Maybe not top. Just I mean, that, he's, that fumble against Washington oh and a drop boy, last year. I oh remember the boy, losses. fumble. The gamble. Dude, he had five lost fumbles last year. One of the top fumblers among running backs last well, year. You know, Tiki Barber used to fumble. Then he didn't. You know what? Uh, uh, Peyton Manning used to throw interceptions. Then he didn't. Guys have a right to improve. I'm Look so at you. What if I judged you in your first I'm, couple shows? You fumbled a bunch of times. I, I had no fumbles. You like lost a lot of fumbles. Come on. What you? You've gotten, right. Your ball security has gotten much better over the last six months. No oh, more fumbles. Please, let's get to the final story. It's Women's World Cup saga. Man. So remember, Carly Lloyd, uh, former U.S. national team Honest player, had some Carly Lloyd. harsh words for the team. Uh, after they're celebrating a draw, a lucky draw against Portugal. Um, and Captain Lindsay Horan was quick to defend herself and her teammates. Here's what she had to say in response to Carly Lloyd. It's kind of frustrating for me to hear, especially knowing this team and knowing how much we put into every single game, how much prep we put into every single game, seeing our training, seeing how hard we work. You can't question that we didn't want to win the game. You can't question that we weren't working as hard as we could. We know the things could have been better. We know what we could have done. We know that we could have scored opportunities. Again, it's noise. 
Now listen to this part closely. It's an opinion and everyone is entitled to their opinion and we know that's how it goes. This isn't just someone with an opinion. Uh, by the way, Carly Lloyd has a massive resume. Who cares about your prep and training? I don't care how the sausage is made. Show me the baby. Yeah. All I care about is the result. I don't get well, our team. We had very good training. Doesn't look like it. Our prep was excellent. That's like saying I love my kids. That's the basics. Prep, train, be in shape. Yeah. Carly Lloyd is right. I watched I watched a replay of USA Portugal. We have no offense, no fluidity at all. It's just it's they don't look like they know what they're doing. A lot of question of the coaches having their players in wrong positions. There's no they're, cohesiveness. They're not well coached. You can see a well coached team. I mean, they have uh, what one goal in the last two games? This is a team that was unstoppable offensively. Now some of it is they have 14 new players, so this is a transition year. It's realistic to think they weren't going to win this year, but I don't do want to hear about your prep and your training. They were like a top three favorite going in. So far, it's been, well, to put it mildly, an unmitigated so disaster. One of the favorites lost. Who lost the other the day? Germany's out. Out. Yeah. That you know, wild Italy, things are happening. Italy didn't make the world men's World Cup this year. I think it was the last two. I think. Isn't that missed. amazing? You know who made it? Us. Yeah. Never sell the American Arrow's pride short. Yeah. Our prep and training is top notch. I might get a U.S. men's story tomorrow that I saw that really ticked me off, but I don't know if you'll appreciate yeah. it. We get we get very thin skinned in our more our, soccer. Come on. That's right. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Uh, I just got off a surfboard or in the Himalayas. Joel Cladis now joining us live. And I love to see him put in the off-season work, the time and the commitment. Oh, man. Well, for, I heard I heard the shot as I was sitting in traffic. Well, you see it Do as a Do five shot. or six games a year? Tops, oh, maybe man. seven. Parachute maybe. in. <laughs> You're in an SUV, nachos, heading oh. home, five minutes after. Gus Johnson doesn't even wear shoes, and you parachute in. It's quite a life you've carved out for yourself. Big noon Saturday. Don't miss it. <laughs> and it's called Big Three Saturday because that's the time he's out of the stadium. <laughs> okay, let's start with a couple. Depends on what time the flight is, but uh, yes. Pressing issues. Four yeah, game yeah. suspension for Harbaugh. Yeah. I don't know what cheating is in college football. I can hand you cash. What did he do? What did Harbaugh do? I mean, do? he... he the original incident was basically a, a recruit shows up, they fed him, and like they weren't supposed to feed him. But then there was a cover-up, and, and I believe that Harbaugh, quote, misled the over NCAA a over apparently a, a hamburger. And that's four games. I, I think it was more about what he said to the NCAA infractions committee, and they didn't feel like it was truthful. And so they're, they're, this suspension is more about him misleading them than it is about the actual impression. Can I, can I throw this at you? Sure. Please. Because I don't want to get too personal with Jim, but Jim and I share a little bit of a malady upstairs. We, <laughs> we tend to drift. And I say this lovingly to Jim. Okay. Because I've spotted it with him. I don't want to get into this. This is something you and I could talk about someday. But Jim, um, and I know coaches that have worked with him, can drift a little bit. It is very possible that Jim... His recall on a hamburger isn't great. He is a macro holistic big thinker. That is where Jim is wonderful. Sometimes the details may be a little fuzzy. Four games for that? Uh, I think that we're there's there's so many different ways you can go, right? Like the the, the way you went 
I'm not going to just wash this away, right? If, if right. he wasn't truthful with the, with the team, then, then yeah, you should probably be suspended. There are guys that have basically lost their job for the equivalent of this, thinking about Jim Tressel at Ohio State. Now, having said that, I think that we are, are pointing towards a time, thankfully, and hopefully soon, where the NCAA goes away. I'm just so tired of yeah. the, 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 the lack of consistency when it comes to punishment, enforcement of rules, whether those rules exist or not, what are the framework of those rules, who gets penalized, who doesn't get penalized. It just, it just seems all so random. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, they're going to deal with this four-game suspension. But listen, their schedule is one of the easiest in America. Yes. And I don't think that this is going to impact them almost at all. No, uh, Georgia they, also has an incredibly easy schedule. They're better than Georgia this year. Well, that's well, that's a whole other topic. J.J. McCarthy is going to go late first round. They're better because of that quarterback. Uh, it's hard hard to say that, Colin. Georgia mm-hmm. is the preeminent program in our sport right now. They have overtaken Alabama at that clip. You at think least they're going to win now. three straight titles? Well, I didn't say. I thought now you're just putting words in my mouth. I didn't say they were going to win game, three titles. Two show titles. suspension for you for that. Oh, well, that was misleading. And no you're, you're leading the witness. <laughs> Georgia is the preeminent program in our sport currently. Uh, they are obviously back-to-back national champions, and, and they are doing it with a blueprint that doesn't require them to have a great player at quarterback. Now, Bennett played really well at He's- times, got himself to uh, New York as a Heisman Trophy finalist, but at no point do I feel like, oh boy, that's a quarterback-centric program. No, but they're a roster-centric program. Yeah, but Stetson Bennett made a lot of big throws. That's fine, and he did make those big throws to guys like Brock Bowers, who are still there. And and Bowers is is one of, if not the best player in, in college football, along with Marvin Harrison Probably Jr. the best tight end prospect in ten years. Long time, you yeah. know. Although Kyle Pitts was was pretty darn good as yeah. as well. So. All, all of that being said, Georgia's not going anywhere. So they had originally scheduled Oklahoma in their non-conference this year, and that game went away because Oklahoma's going to move into the SEC next year, okay? Right. So now their their schedule is, is, I mean, I hate to say, like, trash. It's not trash. I mean, it's it's really yeah. soft. I'm not saying they're moving backwards. I'm just saying they're going to two. I It's so hard for me to tell you that I think Michigan can be the one that supplants Georgia because Michigan doesn't play with the blueprint that Georgia – in, in the event they have struggled or even been beat in the last two years, it's been a very similar style of team. It was Alabama who could really throw it with Jamison Williams and Bryce Young, and it was Ohio State this last year that could really throw it with C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. I don't – that's not Michigan. So Michigan's going to try to just line up and go toe-to-toe, roster against roster at the line of scrimmage. Nobody has been successful doing that against Georgia in the last two years. Nobody. So when I look at teams that at least have the blueprint to go out there and supplant Georgia, it would be an LSU. It would be an Ohio State. I have LSU winning the whole thing. Well, I thought you just said Michigan was going to beat well, Georgia. You're I changed all over my the mind. place. You, I mean, you, I know I like you led with your, like, yeah. all, you know, a little bit of loose. No, I think Michigan and LSU are going to be playing for the national championship. Wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I wouldn't go that that far. Right. I do like LSU a lot, though. I mean, these are teams that I like a lot. I, I think Michigan's going to start out at number two in the country. You are right to say that this might be Harbaugh's best Michigan team. Oh, it's deep. It's, it's his best quarterback at Michigan. There's no doubt about that. They're great at the offensive line. They're really good on defense. I like I like people who get picked on. I like Brian Kelly and I like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I like because everybody's always banging on those guys and I love it. Well, they bring it on themselves to a large extent. Harbaugh is different. We should celebrate that. Not this cookie cutter nonsense. Uh, I mean, 
Are, am I arguing for cookie cutter? Again, I, I feel like you're just trying to – you're putting thoughts – we haven't seen each other in a while, and I I'm know. sensing some animosity. There's no animosity with me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was aggressive. That okay. was aggressive. Okay, let me throw another one at you. Before we get to this whole Washington, Oregon – like, like – I'll get By to that By the way, I, I was, Michigan's my favorite in the Big Ten. Like, I love Michigan. Oh, I'm not I, trying to – so go ahead. Go no ahead. question they're okay. the favorite. Okay. I got LSU, Michigan, Natty. And then Georgia looking up at him, still great. Bama or somebody's going to knock him off. Okay. So I like my quarterbacks. I don't like loose and casual. Yeah, no backwards hats, you know. You don't, you don't like you them people, winning Heismans. You I people get it. celebrate chutzpah and loose. I celebrate presidential. So Quinn Ewers has got a little Jay Cutler and a little Drew Locke. He's what better. You, what are you talking about? He's got he a little loosey-goosey when for has my he been style. Loose, please name a, an instance First where he all, was loosey-goosey. He goosey. was eating ho-hos and uh, Hot Pockets. They finally got his diet right. So I like that. He's, uh, he's eating like a grown-up. Can he be? A, a, a 19-year-old was eating ho-hos, and, and Coward's got a problem with it. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. So. I think he's the most important player in college football. Here's, okay, that's interesting. Okay. Sark's got to win because this is a stacked roster. It's mm-hmm. a transition year. Mm-hmm. We've already given Drake May and Caleb Williams anointed them, and I'd argue yours, can, Drake May, yours has more raw natural talent. No, that's inaccurate. Okay. But that's okay. Go ahead. Continue. And Texas, you've been telling me forever you're going to be it. I got to see it now. I think yours is the most, I'm not saying best. Most important. No, I I think I'm saying Quinn yours. If he pops and Texas is back, it's huge for the sport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, I don't disagree with that. I I buy that argument. Yes, it would be huge for the sport. Um, Texas is the most underachieving roster in college football over the last five years. Most underachieving program for a decade. Yeah, of course. Of course. And and yours, listen, I, I, I saw Quinn and chatted with him just a couple of weeks ago in Dallas. And, you know, I that's why I was I'm I'm making fun of you because like listen, he he cut his mullet. He he seemed much more grown up. Uh it wasn't necessarily grown up. There was a sense of urgency about the way that he was talking about the season. It wasn't so much, I'm happy to be here and isn't this great, as much as it was like, I've got a, a mission to accomplish. I like that. That's, that's the, the sense that I got from our conversation. And, and I, was, I was intrigued by that, to be quite honest with you, because this is, this is a team, as you suggested, and I would back this up, they have a roster that should win the conference and compete for a playoff spot. Oh, I, they, they literally stacked up against Bama last year, and my takeaway was, Texas is better. Bryce Young just pulled out what he does. And and they they lose Bijan Robinson. That's a that's a big loss cuz no he was phenomenal, but they've got 10 starters back on offense and it's a defense that quite honestly was better than most people think. Having said that, I I will just say this and I maintain this. I've said it on my show and I'll I'll say it here. Colin, unless I'm just done talking about Texas until they prove it. I like that. Because they have been this before. Yeah. The team that should be something and should win a conference and should compete yes, for a playoff spot. I agree. And then they don't. Yep. And they play down to their level of competition. They don't win on the road. And they do things that, that just make you pull your hair out. And Texas fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's wait and see about this team. I like that. And, and see how they compete in Tuscaloosa. That's how I view USC. I never talk about them. Right, right. <laughs> That's so good. All right, more Joel Klatt. Take a break. It's the herd. Oh.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. All right, he's got a podcast, Joel uh, Klatt uh, Podcast. You should listen to it. I'll get to that in a second. Washington, Oregon, stories today. Big Ten's considering College football's always been have and have nots. They've both been in the playoff. They're both absolute haves. I could argue they're closer to Big Ten cities, Seattle and Eugene, than the L.A. schools are. Do you like them in the Big Ten? Well, it, it, it depends on what happens with the Pac-12. Apparently, the, there's, there's Pac-12. There's some, supposed to be some sort of meeting or, or vote about this Apple subscription deal that yeah. was presented to them. I don't see them biting on that. This has happened. Remember, 10 years ago or so, they got sold that their network would be better because they owned it 100%, and based on subscriptions, they were going to make a lot of money. That didn't happen. They're losing their biggest football fan base, their biggest basketball fan base, Deion Sanders and maybe others. They can't go into a subscription model again I, I just don't see a scenario where this deal gets approved which means there's going to be teams looking for a lifeboat out there and a lifeline and I think Oregon and Washington will be on that uh, track um, and if they fit in the Big Ten in a couple of different ways. One is the brand of Oregon football fits in the Big Ten. The the academics of Washington fit in the Big Ten, in particular when you take a look at what uh, USC and UCLA are now on the West Coast. It also alleviates, and this is an important part, as they've been working, the Big Ten and, and UCLA and USC have been working tirelessly over the last six, eight months on scheduling, not just football, but all the other sports. And they have run into some real headaches. Now, they're trying to work through those, and I believe they'll get there. This would alleviate a lot of those headaches. And actually... It makes more sense now than it did when USC and UCLA came in. So then you have to start talking about what does it look like from a revenue uh, standpoint. There's two models that you can follow through Big Ten history. You've got what just happened with the two LA schools, full share right away, or you've got Rutgers-Maryland model, which was half shares or a little bit more 
elevating over the you know the next yeah. successive years into full shares, it would probably be somewhere in between that. I don't think they would come in on full shares right away, but this this is a, a fascinating point because the other side of this is the four corner schools. They could be headed to the Big 12 very soon. They could be looking for the lifeboats, pending what happens in that Pac-12. Meeting. Yeah, Arizona schools would go to the Big 12 in a heartbeat. They already recruit Texas. I, I, I don't understand why Arizona hasn't already gone to the Big 12, to be quite honest with you. Okay, uh, you said during the break, oh boy, that one school in the country, one program had the best offseason. Who oh, was no it? doubt. And by the way, it might, might not even be close. Colorado had the best offseason in all of college football. All right. Hands down. Hands they have down. nine players on scholarship. L- would you listen? First of all, twelve. That's that is misinformation. I don't know it's if more they than can 12. field a team. I don't know how much more than twelve. I think but it's punting. more than twelve. Here's the deal. Let's just think of it from from a, a raw standpoint of what Colorado was in October of last year. They were the worst Power Five program in college football. They're one and eleven. They lost by an average of twenty nine points. 29. By the way, Northwestern was also 111, also one of the worst records in Power 5. They lost by an average of 14. So Colorado doubling them up in terms of their ineptitude on the field. And since that point, what's happened? They hired Deion Sanders, become the center of the college football world. He gets a five-star recruit. He brings in the top transfer class in America. They sell out their spring game. Then they get ahead of all this conference realignment and are the first to move to the Big 12. They actually get stability and revenue share moving forward. Who had a better offseason than Colorado? You go from the worst Power 5 program in the country and now all of a sudden they have momentum, they have a brand, and they are at the center in particular early in the season of the college football world. Big Noon Saturday going to be there for their opening two games. Gus and I, all the guys, I, I just don't see another team or program that that raised their level as much well, as Colorado did over they, the course of the last eight months. They had some space to do that. Well, that's what I, would, well, that's what I just – Yeah. I literally just said that. Yeah, I know. But in fewer words, let me just say this. They were terrible. They'll be less than No, terrible. the words were articulate. Colorado, yes, was terrible. But yeah. all right, why? You, why, why? I'm not. Hey, journalism is confrontation. Did I say they were winning 12 games? You kind of made it. Oh, they got a five star recruit. You know what Georgia calls that Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I didn't say they were going to beat Georgia. Okay. I do think they'll be more competitive than people think. Okay, now you've got a, a podcast here. You've yeah. got quite an empire. Sometimes uh, I'd like you to stay focused on the big games, <laughs> but you've got a big podcast, and it's very good. You interview important people. You've had Saban on that thing. I don't know. That's how you... right. We just finished up our Big Noon Conversations, which is a series of the most important people in college football. We sat down with them. And then Monday, make sure to uh, uh, tune in on Monday, Joel Klatt Show, um, where you get your podcast as well as our brand-new YouTube channel because we've got preview content starting. Now you've got a YouTube channel? Yeah, that's right. Big, t- big time. And we're dropping our top 25 on Monday. I tried to get a parking space here. I was turned down. You got your own YouTube channel. That's interesting. <laughs> so on this YouTube channel, is it just podcast or I get a little inside Joel Klatt's life? That's what I'd like to know about. Uh, no, no. It's just it's just the show. Okay. You, do you want some extra access? I, Maybe we I, could give some extra access. Yeah. You know, I met somebody the other night that knows you. His name was Sean. And his last, I'm not going to talk about him. He's very interesting. He works in London. He's a finance guy. A just thinks the world of you. And I well, said, slow Sean's down. A smart I know guy. the, I know the Sean, real Sean, how Klatt. are you, man? 
I appreciate you watching and listening. I think the world okay. of you as well. Okay, playoff, four teams. Give them to me right now. I like Georgia in the playoff. I like Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, boy. Go ahead. USC. They play at the end of the year, you know. You'll be doing the game. USC. One's going to lose. I like they that both one. went last year. What are you talking about? There's precedent. Yeah, but it's different. Um, USC is my fourth. I like that. I'm going to rue the day that I said that. No, no. You know what? A lot of times you're oh, very Look at you good. cheer up. Like, let's see his face right there. I hey. go USC in the playoff and look at him. He's like, <laughs> what? What? You're like a, a giddy stepfather. Okay. So, yeah, that's right. Giddy stepfather. So let me just say this is they got to stay healthy on their defensive front. That's true. They got some, they got some dudes. Caleb Williams is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in college football in a long time. That's what I'm basing this off of. I think he might, I think he say might it, win a it. second Heisman. Well, he should, but we'll the, the media, I mean, listen, you're you in the media, literally. I am on the fringes of the media. I you am, literally are speaking into a microphone. You're in the media. That You could do that. I do that at my house. Doesn't make me the media. <laughs> In front of a mirror? <laughs> God, I'm so tired of this Honey, segment. you burnt the potatoes last night. It's the herd. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.